Welcome back, everybody, to Captain Fantasy, Episode 6. Today, your hosts, Gabriel Herbert and Santa Belinati, are joined by a fellow classmate who lives in West Hampton, same school as Santo. His name is Andre. Big Manchester United fan, he'll be comparing his team with ours. So let's jump right in it. So, Santo, do you want to say hi? Yeah, what's up? Um, yeah, Andre, uh, I know it's his, what, is this your second year now? Second year, like, yeah, actually yeah. done. And his team's actually pretty good, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he, he's got some little issues with his team, I have to say. But, uh, yeah, Andre, anything you got to say? Uh, I'm excited for this year, and I'm excited for United's uh, next Premier League title, 2021. Yeah, okay. In your dreams, bro. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> optimistic. All right, uh, Gabriel, let's just, like, go straight into our teams for this new season. I mean, big season coming up. So I made a couple drafts of my team, but what ended up happening was I was going to invest in one keeper and then my bench keeper would just be some random. Um, so I went with my starting keeper, Ramsdale, from uh, Sheffield for five for uh, five Sterlings. Um, so he had a crazy year, 2019-2020, making many points per game. Uh, in his last five games, he made four, uh, four points, then two points, then three points, then three points, then three points. So uh, I wanted to invest in him, in him because I think he, he could have another breakthrough year uh, being pretty young. And, uh, and so, yeah, that's my starting keeper. And then on the bench, I chose the newly transferred Joe Hart um, to Spurs. I think uh, if in case Loris, who's getting old, uh, gets an injury, I think he could just jump in right away and he had some pretty good years at Manchester City. I think he can make a great comeback in the Premier League. So, uh, yeah, I'll, that's my team. So that's, those are my keepers. Let's hear it, Santo. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's way better than mine. But, yeah, again, I'm not – I don't – I've never really believed in investing a lot of uh, money in, uh, in keepers. So I'm just going with Matthew Ryan, who does occasional saves, has Brighton, who does um, – you know, they're a very defensive team. They play five at the back. Um, and then I'm going with the goalie that doesn't play. He played a little bit last year. Nyland from Aston Villa, because Aston Villa have a goalkeeper trouble. Goalkeeper trouble. They don't have a, a goalkeeper right now as a main goalkeeper. And he's only four mil. But uh, right now, the goalkeeper with the most uh, selected is Pope at 20.7%. Uh, 20.7%, yeah, of uh, FPL managers owning him. I mean, he does so many saves, but uh, yeah, I would agree with Gabriel um, Ramsdale. He just always does saves, and Sheffield's a very good defensive team, so he could rack up points. Andre, what's your keepers looking like? Uh, I actually do have Nick Pope. Uh, Burnley have a pretty solid defense, and he's the reigning uh, clean sheet leader, so uh, hoping he can do a little repeat. Uh, I also have Nyland because of Aston Villa's keepers' problems. Um, uh, otherwise, otherwise, agreed. Oh, and about Matthew Ryan, Ben White just is about to go back to Brighton. So that's a pretty big, pretty big upgrade to their defense. He's back from loan. I think it was at Leeds. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why I chose a uh, Sheffield keeper um, Ramsdale because Sheffield has a good defense as Santo mentioned with the, with some big names in there like Valduk and stuff, but we'll get into that next. Um, should I start with my defense or do you want to, do you want to lead us into this one Santo? Uh, you know what? Let's get the guest. Andre, just tell us your defense. So uh, I, I had to start off with the obvious Alexander-Arnold. If you don't have him, you're a rookie. He had 210 points last year from the defense. 
And I know he's the most expensive defender, but you get the points of a striker from the defense. So you have to, I feel like you have to go for it. Uh, Walker Peters, uh, he's 4.5, but I think I think he's going to have a pretty good output for Southampton. They were, they were starting to play better towards the end of last season with Ings scoring a lot and Che Adams. And I, so I think he'll get some service into the box, get some assists. And then I got uh, Vinagre from Wolves. Uh, again, with Wolves playing the way they do, with that three at the back, their center backs and their fullbacks do get pretty involved in the attack. So I, I think that he's got some upside potential. Uh, I also went from Douglas from Leeds because uh, Leeds fullbacks as well do get very far forward. And Bernardo from Brighton, uh, as we just spoke about, Brighton do a pretty solid defense. With the three at the back, again, they're more freed up to get forward. So I think that they could get some points. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a pretty solid defense. I mean, you do have like three really cheap though. But uh, no, I guess it's just to invest more in other places, you know, because like there's probably going to be a lot of goals this year. You know, a lot of attackers have been brought in and stuff. But uh, yeah, Vinagre will probably be on your bench though, right? Because he doesn't play. Oh, he's in there right now, but I haven't really made the lineup. I just picked the, the, the team. So I was yeah, thinking yeah. about most likely starting Douglas as he does get very far forward. So hopefully he can get a, an assist or a goal against Liverpool. Yeah. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for my defense, I have Trent as well. I mean, you just can't go without Trent. Uh, I was trying to double up with Robertson, but having a 7 and a 7.5 in defense, it just leaves you zero wiggle room for the midfielder of the attack. So I just can't do it. Uh, but yeah, I have Walker Peters at also at 4.5, got transferred from Tottenham. And uh, I think he had a game where he did like three assists in one game, like something ridiculous. So I'm just hoping that he just like, swings and crosses and like you know Inks just taps it in or something I don't even know and then I was watching uh some some cool videos that were saying that James from Chelsea is a really good pick right now for five because he does go up and he's a big dude so uh I don't know I just that was kind of one shoot for the stars you know uh I have Egan from Sheffield five I do think that's a little bit expensive for a defender but I'm just going for that and we'll see. Uh, and then I have Dallas who, he's a left winger actually. I don't know why he's a defender here at 4.5 and was the leading assist man uh, on Leeds. So I'm just, I think I'm gonna stick with my defense until the season starts, but that's looking like mine. Yeah, I think you have some good picks in there, especially with Dallas. Um, then the question is, are Leeds gonna perform um, as well as they did in the championship? Uh, I personally don't think that uh, they will. I think Dallas is. You probably might need to replace him pretty soon if uh, Leeds. If it doesn't look like Leeds is doing well, um, especially if they're going to have a tough game against Liverpool. But uh, yeah, so my defense is looking also pretty similar to DeSantos and Andres. I, I have um, Alexander Arnold, of course. Uh, as they said, you're a rookie if you don't have Trent. Seven point five, pretty expensive. Um, then I had to compensate a little. I went for Williams uh, for Man U. Um, not very popular, but he actually made 51 points in total last season. Uh, he got a couple points. Um, he's been playing consistently in the games, but just getting subbed in. Um, but he goes for 4.5, so you know I had to compensate. So maybe he'll be a shoot. For, he'll be a shoot for the stars, as Santo said. Um, then uh, I have uh, Sheffield Baldick. Of course, um, outstanding season, 142 points last season. Uh, I just needed a Sheffield defender to go with my goalkeeper, um, Ramsdale. Then I have the newly transferred Daugherty from uh, who came from who went from Wolves to uh, 
to Tottenham. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a great player and I want to see what he can do at Tottenham. Uh, I think they'll have a good game against Everton and uh, hopefully he'll be playing. Then uh, I, I finally have a, a last defender, pretty cheap, for 4.5. Um, same person as Andre Vinagre. Uh, he's going to be sticking on my bench. I've already made my starting lineup. And uh, I just think that he's he's a pretty good player. I had a, I used to play FIFA 20 career mode with, uh, with him, with Wolves. And uh, he... He's pretty young still, um, but uh, I just wanted to keep it in, keep him in there just in case Wolves have a problem with their defense. Yeah, yeah that's a, I think that's a great defense. Just there's one thing. Uh, the thing about Doherty, what I read was why he was so consistent last year is because Wolves were five at the back. And the thing is that Mourinho plays four at the back, so it just depends if Doherty goes up because he had the most shot on targets than any other other defender in the entire Premier League. But yeah. uh, you know he doesn't have a high percentage of ownership. But if he can rack up points for you, that overall score can get really high. I think he'll have an outstanding season, especially that he really moved from Wolves to, to Spurs. I think it's the time for him to shine at a bigger team. I think uh, I think he can perform. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, to add to that as well, I mean, I know they, they they play four in the back under Mourinho, but Aurier did pretty well last season there, and I think Doherty is better. So it'll be interesting if if, if Jose starts parking the bus. Like, I don't know if I, I doubt Doherty would be that impactful against bigger teams, but overall for the season, I do think he'll come away with a good amount of points. And yeah. also from earlier, the reason that I think Leeds honestly will be more like Sheffield from last season than they will with like uh, the other teams in the relegation battle. They've made some really big signings for a team coming into the Prem. They spent, I, I think, somewhere around 70 or 80 million. I know they got Rodrigo from Spain. They, they picked up a winger from Wolves. They, they, they made a few signings. So at, at the front, that they'll they'll actually have a Premier League-looking attack instead of what you'd expect from the championship. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. Okay, so let's move into the midfield. Um, Santo, get us started off. Okay. Um, things vary here for me because I... Um, yeah, I'm just making changes just for this game week. But right now, I have Aubameyang. I mean, I feel like everyone should have him. But for some reason, I've never been an Aubameyang guy. I just have him for this game week. But as a midfielder, I'm maybe double-guessing myself. Because, I mean, he's a midfielder. So he'll be doing one more point for a goal if he scores. And, like, I don't know. It's just weird to see him as a midfielder. And then I have Son. Playing Everton, I don't think he's going to do that great. But, I mean, I'm just trying to use all my all the money I have. Um, then I have Salah. I usually don't take Salah. I prefer Mane. But last year, I think that Salah showed that he was way more consistent and could score week in and week out. Then I have my um, my little uh, golden egg is uh, Suchek from West Ham. I think he's super underrated. Not a lot of people have him. He scores absolute rockets. It's like crazy. And he plays as a CDM, but for some reason, he's next to the striker sometimes. And at 5 million, it's a bargain. And then I have uh, King Kai Havertz, uh, 8.5 million, which is, um, I think that's a reasonable price. I hope he starts, but uh, this guy, one of my favorite players in the entire uh, soccer world. Uh, Yeah, I just really want him in my team. Um, but when the week ends, I will be getting De Bruyne. I just need De Bruyne on my team and uh, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, 
That's true. Well, um, I have something pretty similar. I also have Aubameyang um, uh, going for 12, you know, pretty expensive. I don't, I'm not much of a fan either. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm definitely going to replace him at the end of this game week. I really just took him because uh, they're playing Fulham, and I think that's going to be a massacre. Over the, I think he'll he'll definitely start and uh, get some points in there, hopefully a couple goals. So uh, then I have uh, Ziyech. Um, I have to be careful with this one because he's pretty expensive, but I think that he was, as a Chelsea signing, I, he arrived pretty long ago from Ajax, and I think he's definitely going to be starting. Um, I see him performing well in his first game of the season, probably this season, like overall too, but... Right now, he has a knee injury, um, but there's still 75% chance of him playing, so I, I don't really mind the risk. I think he'll he'll be definitely he'll definitely be out there. Um, so yeah. Then I moved on to a little bit cheaper. I went for NDD from Leicester. You know, he's a CDM, but um, I just like I've seen uh, his passing game. It's pretty solid. I think that he can really uh, have an impact on Leicester, who I think are going to have a great season. Um, so. I'll maybe change him later in the season, make a transfer, but uh, I don't know. Right now, I just wanted him. Same thing for Henderson. I need to stay on the cheap side. I just took him because because uh, I thought he, it's one of his last seasons, and he's just an all a well-rounded player. Maybe he doesn't make that many points every season, but I think that like he can just get a couple assists in there. He got 116 last season. Um, as a CDM, it's, it's always a risky position, but I just need to stay on the cheap side, and I think he could have an impact. For uh, Liverpool, and then finally, I took um, I took Nathan Redmond for uh, from uh, from Southampton. Now he made 107 points. I think that uh, I think that he he's a pretty upcoming player. I, I just I like the way he plays. I saw him play a lot last season, and also I really just looked at the first game weeks um, of Southampton, and they're playing Crystal Palace Palace first. Um, then they're playing Spurs. I think that he'll he'll just be able to have a solid uh, beginning of the season getting some points, and then worst case, I'll sub him out. I think after the first game week, I'm definitely going to have to get Man City and Man U players in. So just like Santo, I'm going to be subbing out Aubameyang for De Bruyne and then um, maybe trying to get Bruno Fernandes in there for Ndidi or Henderson, depending on the monetary uh, um, techniques, you know. What, what did you do, Andre? Uh, so similar uh, with Aubameyang. I do think when you get him at midfield, it's just you can't you can't not with 205 points from last season. I actually captained him because I think that he's gonna at least get one against Fulham. Uh, I have I went for Salah for this week with, again with the Manchester problem or the the lack of a, of a match week. Uh, again, like I just think Liverpool are gonna be too strong for Leeds. I do think Leeds will have a pretty good season, but starting off against the champions won't be bright. I mean, won't be good for them. Uh, I went for Suchek as well. I feel like the way he plays, like, a, like Fellaini used to play for Everton. Every time they get the ball, he's in and around the box, and he's six something. He's always winning headers, getting like scrappy goals. I, I can, I think he'll continue. He had 41 points last year, and I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I do believe he only really started playing after the after the break. So he really got the 41 points in what was it, seven or eight match weeks, and exactly, yeah. from from the midfield. So. If you, if you average that out, I think he's going to be in the high 100s, which is ridiculous for $5 million. Uh, and then I have Triore, who is inconsistent, but I think he's got a lot of upside potential, especially for 6.5. And I do think Wolves will have a good season. And him and him and Raul always link up well together. And then I went for Youngman Son for this week as well. Uh, I do Youngman Son is just a great player, and I think Everton have made some really good signings recently, but I, do, I don't think they're going to be ready to be 
on top form in their first match together. So I think it'll take some adjusting, which Tottenham don't have much to do. They just have to go out and play well. And I think that they'll be settled and ready to play under Mourinho now after an offseason with him. Uh, and then after this, I am going to go get KDB and Bruno again uh, for Sean and Salah. And I was trying to work out a way to get Rashford in there because I want to have as many men you guys as possible. Uh, I'm going to have to look at the numbers for that. But I, I definitely will have KDB and Bruno. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid midfield. Uh, there's just some guys that I feel like we're not really touching on. James Rodriguez, 7.5. I think that's like, that's really good. But James in the Prem could be a little weird. Um, I don't really know that how that's going to look like. Yeah, I wouldn't bargain on him. Like, you know, he's he's, he's still 7.5. is pretty expensive. But I see what you mean as an attacking player. I just don't think he's had uh, great seasons, especially in the past years. So, like, I think I wouldn't really risk anything on him, especially in his first season back in the Prem. Mm-hmm. And it's been really interesting to me how Pep Guardiola's system has just defeated like like most fantasy players. Like if it's not Kevin De Bruyne, you can't depend on it when it comes to Man City. They're just too deep. So I, I I'll never touch a Man City player other than De Bruyne if they're not scoring a game every week because yeah. they just never know who's gonna play. It's just it's so inconsistent. And then I, I think it's interesting how little Mane is getting picked. I think he's. I think he's overpriced at $12 million, but he also is capable of scoring the same amount of goals as Salah, and he's, he showed that in the recent in the last few years. I think he's an underrated player, but I do, I do think he's overpriced in FPL this year. Yeah, and last thing I just want to say, Sterling has 4.2% selected. But, but playtime, you just never know if he's going to be on the pitch. The only guy that you know Pep can't play without is De Bruyne. He has like five wingers. Yeah, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. That's that. Um, yeah, and, and then he won uh, the player of the year, so you know, like, <laughs> there's no playing without him. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so, and it, um, it's also interesting. I see I see Grealish has like a 12% pick rate. Grealish is a really talented player. I was actually disappointed United didn't sign him, but I just I don't see Aston Villa scoring. I don't see that changing. I know they just signed the guy from Brentford. I think it was Ollie Watkins, and he was a good player last season uh, in the championship, but like, as good as Grealish is, and as great, he had some really, really cool stats. Like the the most fouls, like the most times fouled ever in the Premier League, and the the greatest distance with the ball to his feet. He's a great attacking midfielder, and he's great in transition. But Aston Villa just don't score. I think he had 13 goal contributions last year, and he was in a lot of people's team of the years. Like, so he makes great contribution. I just it's another player who won't show up on on FPL. It's like players like him and players like some defensive midfielders just are are very underappreciated by the point system and it's unfortunate yeah, yeah. okay um, anyone want to start with the strikers uh, yeah I'll go ahead um, so I started with a, a cheap player from Arsenal Enkitia uh, you know uh, he didn't play a lot before the last games of the season where he stacked some points um, he only made 25 points last season, but I think that he's a young player on the rise. I think he'll definitely get more playing time this year. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, honestly, he, he'll, he'll have a pretty good season, especially that Arsenal, as I said, are starting against Fulham. So if he can play that match, then I think that would just be great. But I just stick on the cheap side of things for 6.0. So, yeah, then, um, then I moved on to Chelsea, their new signing. How could I not? Uh, Timo Werner. Uh, from yeah, they're playing. Uh, they're playing Brighton, Chelsea. They're starting off their season, and uh, I think that he's definitely going to get a couple goals um, in that first match. I think he has a. He's playing really well right now, and uh, he'll have a strong debut. I think that his price is definitely going to rise. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so I think he'll just have a fantastic season. Um, very strong player. I like him a lot. And then finally, um, the player who I captained, who I like a lot. Um, I've always been following him. He had extraordinary couple seasons. I took uh, Jamie Vardy for 10. Uh, making 210 points last season. You know, you can't argue with that. Incredible stats, um, especially his strong end to the season uh, last year. And uh, I just think he's going to have one of those years. Maybe maybe the beginning might be stronger than the end. I just feel like Leicester are going to have a great run at the beginning. Then maybe uh, something's going to happen. Not going to finish in the place where they want to. But I think Jamie Vardy is a good person to bargain on at the beginning. And uh and that's why I also took NDD. I just think they link well together. And yeah. So uh, who wants to move on? Also, also Leicester's playing West Brom. So that's going to be great for Vardy. But uh, yeah. Okay. Santo. Yeah. Sorry for that. Um, so my strikers, since I clearly put a lot of money into my midfielders and defense, I don't have a lot of room for my strikers. So I have Mikel Antonio. I mean, he had an ending of a season. Like, I don't even understand how he did it. Um, so who knows? You know, he might come in and, you know, rack up a few points for me. And then I have two players from the uh, uh, coming up to the Premier League. So that's a huge risk. I took uh, the big man Mitrovic. I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. He scored the most goals. Uh, second most goals, I think. I think Bamford had the most goals. I don't know. Andre, do you know? Uh, I think it, it might have been Ollie Watkins. It was one of those three. Okay. Well, I mean, he has a lot of goals. So I'm just hoping, um, you know, I can, I'll just see how he does. Maybe he's like a pookie. You know what I mean? He just comes out of nowhere, scores a bunch of goals. He's playing Arsenal, Leeds, and Aston Villa. So, you know, Arsenal kind of suck. So it's okay. No one really <laughs> likes Arsenal, right? So we're good. Um, uh, but also Man U. They kind of suck. It's okay. Um, and so, anyways... My last striker, I'm taking a huge risk. I don't think he'll actually play yet. Uh, I'm taking Rodrigo. He's six million. I think that's a ridiculous price. He's always been like really good, or at least good on FIFA. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, was, I had Bamford at first for 5-5. Five, five, and I think that's also like extremely cheap for a guy who had like 25 goals. So I don't know. I might, I might switch up um, depending, uh, you know, who actually might play the first game. But yeah, that's my attack. Um, and Werner, by the way, the most owned player on the entire FPL, which is just crazy for a guy who's newly transferred. Andre? Uh, I am, I'm on the Werner bandwagon as well. Uh, I just, I feel like with the amount of signings they made, it's gonna be impossible. For, I, they still do have some d- defensive questions to be made, especially with, with Kepa still in goal. And Thiago Silva is a great player, but at 35 years old, changing to the Premier League for the first time is going to take some time. And again, his partner, Rudiger, made some mistakes last year. And their fullbacks are young and talented, but I don't know if they're there yet. Uh, so it'll... Oh, actually, they got show well is good. But Reese James is still inconsistent, in my opinion. But I think going forward with Havertz, with, with Werner, with Pulisic, they're going to they're gonna make a touch. They're going to score a ton of goals. So I had to do that. Uh, I, I did Antonio as well. I think that West Ham are really starting to thrive under David Moyes. They had a really poor start of last season. They were in the relegation zone for a long time. But I think that they found the system that fits them after he got a couple of January signings in. Uh, and Mikel Antonio got back into the starting 11. Uh, I think that he's in a pretty good place. And um, I think he's doing pretty well. I think he's be a good signing. I also went for Rian Brewster. 
just to get him in because I, I don't I, I didn't have much left. I put it all in my midfield. And I do think it's there's it's potential for him to play. And I also did see a rumor that he was gonna get sold he was gonna get sold out with a buyback clause or loaned out to one of the uh, teams in the Prem in need of a striker, which could see him getting minutes and playing for a team he can score on because he did do very well at Swansea last year. And if I, I have him at four and a half mil, I'm sure that price would spike. Yeah, sounds good. Um, any last comments, anyone? Uh, I mean, I do think it's interesting how little some of the top strikers are like, are, are picked. Like Aguero, 4%. J- Jesus, 2%. Firmino, 4%. Kane, 15%. Lacazette, 2%. Abraham, 6%. Calvert-Lewin, 6%. Giroud, 1%. Haller, 0.7%. I, I, it it just shows how overpriced they are because nobody will touch them. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, the only one I was really debating on was Martial, but I mean, I feel like I just rather have Bruno or Greenwood. You know, yeah, I agree. I, Consistency I is a question there. I I mean, I think Martial had a breakout season last year, and I do think he's a new a new type of player. He showed that with the with the national team at break. He showed that throughout the end of the season that he's he's a new guy. He's capable of a lot more, but especially if you do sign Jaden Sancho. There's only so many shots to go around. I don't, I don't, he, and if he's not on top of his game constantly, he won't be the number one guy with Jaden Sancho and, and Marcus Rashford on the pitch coming, like when, they, when they're looking for those goals as well. So I do think that United will score a lot this season. I just, I don't know if Martial will be able to retain that number with another big guy in the lineup. Yeah. yeah. Another question we were talking about was the CDM position at, uh, at Man U. We were talking about that a little. Um, how are they going to play with, uh, with their new signing, Van de Beek, so with a breakout Fernandez, and then with Pogba, what do you think? So I, I do think that that Ole purposely went for Van de Beek, uh, and, and like forty million is a big investment for someone to ride your bench. I do. I've I've seen a lot of reports that Ole plans on the three of them being together. What I would predict is that the way that Man City are able to just trap teams who are lower on the table, and win those games five one six one, when they have the likes of like Gundogan as their defensive midfielder when there isn't that much work to be put in because there's not that many men going forward against your traditional like Burnley, like your 4-4-2 that just parks the bus. Yeah. Then you can get that Van de Beek, that Pogba to be the DMs who are then able to go forward and, and have Bruno. Because if you have all three of them in the in the uh, going forward with the ball, it's going to be very hard to defend with those three. And then you have the likes of Greenwood, Martial, Rashford, and potentially Jaden Sancho. Uh, I don't think you'll see Van de Beek very much in the huge games unless he plays him over Pogba or Bruno. Because, again, when you're playing teams like City, like Liverpool, you really need someone there in, in there to, to clean things up. I think that'll be Nemanja Matic. He's experienced, and he's, he played really well last season. He doesn't have the legs for 60 games anymore, but he definitely can, can play the game when he needs to. So I, I think Van de Beek will be a good player. I just I don't know if he'd be the, the best option for FPL because you, you never know how much he's going to play and how consistent he's going to be if he's the defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah, so investments for Man U, Bruno Fernandez over Van de Beek. That's what I got out of Yeah, that basically. Well, it's it's definitely a big a big upgrade from a price standpoint, but you, you know that Bruno is going to be the guy going forward, making things happen. I think Van de Beek is capable of that role, but you're not going to play him over Bruno if you're Ole. So I don't I don't think that he's going to be the main guy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we're all good. Yeah. yeah definitely. Okay, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, we'll be back soon um, with some huge transfer updates that have been going on. Uh, Thank you for listening. This was Captain Fantasy.